0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: Ooh. Hey, babies. Welcome to So Many White Guys with three O's. Okay. You guys, some of you follow me on social meds. So you're probably not surprised when I say that I'm still on cloud nine. Um, because at the most recent Two Dope Queens show, which is just birthday show, one of my favorite white guys of all time... Jon Stewart dropped in and do, like, a surprise guest set, and it was literal heaven.
2: Yeah, I saw you guys got a hug in.
1: I snuck in a few hugs. I was all up on that silver fox peen. But, like, in a a tasteful way, I feel like. Like, it was very, it was, like, nice. It was a lot of, like, side hugs, which I feel like are very appropriate when the other person's married. It's
2: definitely the most demure of all of the hugs. Right.
1: It was, like... Oh, this is, like, the kind of hug that's, like, in the opening credits of, like, Beverly Hills 90210. You know what I mean? Just very PG. (laughs) Very PG. It was kind of funny meeting him because I was like, oh, those are what your legs look like. Like, I've never seen his legs.
2: That's so true. And his shoes. And I was like, those are some nice shoes. Yeah.
1: He's, like, such a cute dad. I was wearing this tank top that said, Dad Bod 16, because that's who I'm voting for in this election. LOL. And... He liked it.
2: Wait, but is John Stewart a dad? Yes. Oh. Yeah, so then he does have dad bod, 16. I do wish he was running for president.
1: I know. Like, if he was president and then Michelle Obama was the vice president nominee, I would literally... Vote for that. Oh. I don't care what their platform is. I'm down.
2: You already know what their platform is.
1: Yeah, being awesome as fuck.
2: And DadBot16. Yeah,
1: DadBot16 and Michelle, like, reminding people about slavery because everyone apparently wants to forget that there were slaves in this country. Everyone's like, what? It's like, yeah, dude.
2: Especially with Washington, D.C. They're like, no, that's not South enough. And you're like, um, actually. Yeah.
1: Do people think there were, like, slaves in, like, one state?
2: Yeah, I feel like everyone wants to blame, like, what, North Carolina? Yeah. Raise up, take your shirt off, throw it around your head like a a... helicopter.
1: But yes, do you know that song, Joni?
2: No, I don't know to which you are referring to.
1: (laughs) It's such a good song. It's Petey Pablo, baby.
2: Who is that?
1: He's a rapper. It was like a, he's like a one-hit wonder, but that song was like so lit.
2: I don't think PV Pablo made it to Minnesota. <laughs> I think we were just listening to "My Pony" by Genuine for like twenty years straight. We just like never switched it up or got anything new.
1: <laughs> Some many white guys.
2: guys so much how much whiteness all over the place god damn so many, white guys.
0: so many white guys
1: my guest today is a freaking legend let's see if you can guess who i'm talking about she was in boys in the hood but so was every black person. She was in Friday. Also, so was every black person. Oh, God damn. Love Jones, just three black people. Soul Food, Fresh Prince, Third Watch. That was like mostly not black people. Any idea? This actress, Nia Long. OMG. She's doing TV. She's doing movies. She's making me laugh. I'm literally obsessed with her and if she was like down to like make out I would totally do that.
2: But before we get to the interview I think you know what I'm gonna say we got to go to To our
1: bathroom
2: sponsors. Oh. Mm.
1: You guys, welcome back to the show. I'm coming to you live from the Atlantic Ocean. OMG, I gotta tell you, Ariel knew what the fuck she was talking about, y'all. This place, not my fave. Under the sea. Okay, guys, you got me. Toads JK Rowling, I'm lying. But do you know what was live? My interview with the amazing, the stunning, and princess on land actress. Nia Long. See so, wait, you had a you had a bag of hair in your purse? I <laughs> you love that. That's well you so never awesome. know. You never know.
3: You might want more fullness at I any know. given establishment so I you know. just have your girl pop it in.
1: I love that. I need that. I have to just <laughs> I have to go with my hair prepared out the door and just fingers crossed that. I don't eat anymore. Because <laughs> it's a long day, right? Yes. For you? Yes. And I, I I sweat very easily. Oh yeah. That's my thing. If I time. work out, I'm like, oh God, the hair is ruined. Oh yeah. 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 So I'm always like, What how can I work out without working out? Just braid it up.
3: And put a hat on if you have a bad hair day. Because half the time yeah. look, we look good, we make ourselves look good for ourselves, but also for men. Right. Like we want men to look at us. Of course. So like they're not really paying that much attention to the hair as yeah. much as they are the ass. Yeah. So I say, work out, <laughs> put a hat on the hair. Okay. And then, you know. This is... This is by trial and error. <laughs> yeah. You see, I have my hair in the bag, I so mean... <laughs> I could be wrong at any moment,
1: too. <laughs> the legend of Nia Long is that you are a, a dream woman. You are. You have to accept it. That's crazy. I know it's crazy to to feel but it's it's the truth.
3: Stayed it and keep it at home thought I needed a knee alone. Oh, male skin Damn you look like me alone. Don't be like oh. Elisa at- Benate. My only regret was too young for me alone. Now all I'm left with his hopes from reality
0: shows and a script the bitch rally couldn't read alone.
1: Uh- no, you're stunning. I can't even. Oh, I just can't. Gosh, that's I mean, sweet of you. Do you mean so much to like the entire black community? That's so nice. It's true though.
3: Oh god, that's a lot of pressure but it's also well it's Pressure for me because I don't ever want to disappoint anyone. Yeah. Um, I feel happy to, you know have the longevity because for me it's never been about stardom it's been more about being a, you know doing the things that I'm passionate about and staying true to myself mm-hmm. and and sometimes those opportunities don't present themselves and you have to really that's when your faith really kicks in that things will change and that something else will pop up that you can get excited about and that will also challenge you because oftentimes we are pigeonholed into playing the same role over mm-hmm. and over again and I I've, I've felt like that in, at times in my career
1: Yeah. But you're a woman of color and it has to be like 20 times as hard to like have a long career because people aren't necessarily writing roles for even though you're extremely talented and you kick ass in every film and TV thing that you've been in. So it's like to even like have a career is as a person of color in this industry just seems like such a monumental achievement. Is that how you feel about it? Or you just (laughs) kind of like... You're in the grind, so you're not thinking about it that way. I'm in the grind, but I feel mm-hmm. like I've had to be tough.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yes, being in this business for a long time, being a black woman, um, being over the age of 40, all of those are factors that, you know, I can either look at them as negatives or positives. And I choose to look at them as positives because, A, I know myself, Mm -hmm. B, if I can inspire the next young African-American actress or African actor Mm -hmm. or, you know, anybody who's of color, who's brown, if I can inspire someone to get in the business or just inspire a woman to be great or at her best, yeah. then then I'm i I'm good with that. Oh, I'm good with that. God. That's that that means that I'm doing more yeah. than just acting and being paid to be an actor and that I'm actually getting a chance to inspire people on a higher level.
1: Do you- Absolutely are. So you don't even I have to. So. You don't know, even have to hope. It's it's fact. It <laughs> That's just, very sweet. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but there's so much I want to talk about yeah. with you, just because you've been like such a huge part of my life. First up, it's very important. So you did a movie with my future husband, Colin Firth. Oh, God, back in 1999, uh, the Secret Laughter yes. of Women. Say, it.
0: Say my name. Say Matthew.
1: Matthew, mm-hmm. how was it to make out with him? This is super unprofessional, but I need you know, to know. No, he is
3: <laughs> like the nicest person oh on the planet. And we were actually in a very difficult situation mm-hmm. because it was a small movie and we were both sort of like, this this isn't right, but it was mm-hmm. like we were, I trusted him and I had to speak with this sort of Nigerian slash British accent. And I was insecure. I wasn't, like, confident about it, but the character was kind of insecure, so it worked. Yeah. I remember the day that we had to kiss and make out, and I was just like, wow, this is different. (laughs) I've never made out with a white guy.
1: Oh, my God. I've made out with so many. And he's so sexy, and he's so
3: like, Not smart. And his wife is gorgeous. She's, like, this Italian beautiful, classy woman. And I would just go and sit in the trailer and talk to them and laugh, and he was just a great guy. So, when everything wonderful started happening for him, I was like, I had him first.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah,
3: he's a good guy. So, the,
1: he's the first white guy you've ever kissed?
3: I think I had, like, a white guy lover back in the day, like, okay. in high school, but nice. it wasn't like I was marrying him. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> I I... I am think you should love and be with Mm -hmm. whomever you love. Like, I don't... Gay, black, white, straight, yellow, purple, it does not matter to me. Mm -hmm. Um, My personal taste is Ime Udoka. He's black. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's... You know, but he's mixed. His mom was, you know, uh, white and his his dad is from Nigeria. So I just think you love who you love. Yeah. But I, I... Honestly, like I feel like when you when you are in the business and you are recognizable, it's very difficult to date Mm -hmm. because a lot of men don't have the courage to approach you as, you know, um, just a regular person because they they know more about you than you do about them. Yeah. So most of the people that have the the courage are like either athletes or people in the music business Mm -hmm. or somewhat in the celebrity world. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And you guys are in- engaged or you're already married? We're
3: engaged. Oh, I feel like we're already married though because uh, it's been six years. Yeah. We have a son. We got engaged last summer and honestly we've both been so busy so we we haven't really set a wedding date yet but I'm thinking it'll be soon. Oh that's so exciting. Um, but I could also see us just going and saying like okay let's go get married today and have a big party later. <sighs> yes. Cause... Like
1: on Sex in the City when they went to the diner afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah that's well, we're great. not going to diner <laughs> i'm sorry
3: unless it's like a diner in like south of france or yeah italy or someplace amazing i'm a diner girl i've been in new york
1: for 15
3: years i love diners but i don't want to do that after i get married yeah
1: i think i would i think i legit will just wear like a bomb ass like pantsuit and really? then like go get like a stack of pancakes like i'm so like easy breezy easy breezy um <laughs> So, yeah, so you have done other interracial relationships where you're in, um a best man holiday, mm-hmm. uh, which is, oh, my God, I cried so hard. I know. That Me movie. too. I did, too. What was so lovely about that film is that there've just been, like, a lot of slave movies, which I think are great they're all well done very well acted but it was so refreshing to see your movie and be like yeah we're black people own cell phones and like right. we Running have companies yeah like having we have have children a, exactly. have a big house
3: we're and- successful we have money you look great so do you
1: wow. where'd you get all these
3: oh that's from the documentary i did on reginald foster
1: oh the black billionaire
3: yeah he was a very reluctant subject really yeah
0: and how'd you get him to agree to do it
1: oh you know harper i never take no for an answer Yeah, and it's Mm -hmm. so nice to see that, but it's also so rare to show that side of Black life and film and TV. And, like, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think it's so hard for people to wrap their heads around us being normal, just like white people? Well, first of all, we live in a world that
3: is racist. Mm -hmm. Let's just be really honest. We just live in a world that is really challenged. And I think Black women have... Um, there are stereotypes that are connected to us, Mm -hmm. that we are, you know... angry, Mm -hmm. that we are incapable of, of doing certain things. And when we do certain things, we're, you know, over the top or, and then just in general, like when you think about all of the images of black people on film and television, it's either that we're being really funny, really silly, or we're being slaves. I don't think there's anything wrong with telling any of the stories. I think all of the stories about us are important, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's fair that we are, um, that there's certain categories that only present opportunities for us. Yeah. I mean, I don't walk around with a chip on my shoulder, but I'm aware of it. You know, I've been in situations where I've, I've felt the prejudice. I've felt the tension. Um, I've been in situations where white actresses were, were treated better than I was treated. And, no. and it was just obvious. And I just was like, Oh, okay. So this is how it's going to go today. Like, even on set. like oh, yeah. That, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Or that you know, wow. you're you're in an ensemble situation, and the the actress who has the lead hasn't done half as much work as you have had, but she's number one on the call sheet, so she's treated with far more respect. And part of it is because I just don't think they think we know. Yeah. And as the black actress in this business, I know I get paid less than the white actress who's of my same age, who may have a similar body of work, I know there's a there's a huge deficit there.
1: What I've really noticed a lot about your career is that even if you play someone like a love interest, you're like the wife or the girlfriend, you're never just the wife or the girlfriend. You're not always like, oh, you, you're so funny. I'm just going to stand off to the side. Right. Is that... Um, something that you had to fight for, or was it like someone like whenever people see you audition, and they go, "Oh, I got to add some of this Nia into the the role." How does that happen? Because so many women aren't as fortunate as you are to have just such living, breathing characters to work with.
3: I, you know, when we first started shooting Uncle Buck, I was very uncomfortable because television is a much smaller space to work in, right, and so. The desire for me to always feel free as an actress is big for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to feel like I can kind of move around in my space and find the words and find the moments. So television is is really about the shot and getting it quick and in and out. So that was challenging for me. Wait,
1: but how is that challenging? Because you did, like, you know, Fresh Prince and Third Watch, you know, like you've done.
3: Okay, so Fresh Prince, I was so young, I didn't know any better. Got it. Right? I was just happy to be working. Third watch was single cam. So mm-hmm. it was shot like a film. We were oftentimes outside. We had, you know, um, big spaces to, like, work with. This is, we're basically shooting in a house on a set, and there's a lot of kids, and there's people, and we got a lot of stuff to shoot. So... There has to be a choice and a commitment made to the material far before you get there, where as a film actor, you sort of sometimes find your moments in the work. And I think that's why people are hesitant to do television, because you do have less time to character development. What I've tried to do is be aware of that, but don't carry that burden, because that just takes away from the magic of what I'm trying to do as an artist, and to really embrace the opportunities that I have to make an impact. So when you say to me how much I mean to you and to your friends and to a group of women that have basically held me up all of these years, it makes me happy because that right there is more important than anything that I deal with on the, with the business of the business. Do you know what I mean? So you got to take it in stride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, take it in stride.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, you should lead like a, a workshop. I might get way too honest. there. Yeah. Like,
3: She's having a breakdown, guys.
1: So we have a little something in common. Oh, we both went to Catholic school. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't d- last very long. Yeah. Though. <laughs> I just did high school. How how long did you last? I lasted like well, I went to
3: Catholic like kindergarten i guess it was oh okay and it then was all
1: I, girls right well
3: that was later on then okay, i went to catholic high school for one year oh, and man. i just couldn't do it what what happened <laughs> the girls the girls were just so mean and what? so they were aggressive, and, you know, I think I was just—I was born in—you know, I'm born in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. lived in Iowa, grew up in South, South Central L.A. I was teeny tiny. I had a mouth on me. Mm-hmm. I was fearless, and then there were people that thought I thought I was cute, which I didn't necessarily think that. I had my two corn rolls mm-hmm. and braces. I didn't think I was cute, yes. but I was very
1: self-assured, and, and that was threatening. Because I have this, like, idealistic view of, like— all-girls school being, like, a safe space and, like, no. not about the patriarchy and, like, just reading, like, bell hooks and poetry, Mm-mm. you know. I These just... girls were treacherous. <sighs> and
3: then, then I had just started acting, so there was that aspect where there was, you know, jealousy and competition, and I was a freshman, and I I always knew what I wanted to do. Like, from a young girl, I knew what I wanted to do. So there wasn't... No one could, like come and try to run my show yeah so there was independent because i'm also an only child so i was a latchkey kid i raised myself when my mom would be at work Mm -hmm. i knew how to take care of myself which i try to teach my children that because once you know how to take care of yourself you can actually go out into the world and make great decisions so yeah i mean catholic school was not the way to go it's it's actually (laughs) you know i was looking i went to um We did a Boys in the Hood panel for the twenty fifth anniversary, and it was where's this at? This was in Los Angeles. Oh, cool! At the Academy, and it was so amazing because I looked at myself and I looked at my work, and that character is sort of like the beginning of my career. And I was a Catholic schoolgirl in that film, right? (laughs) And so I thought to myself, like, wow, I my life is sort of documented through the projects that I've done. This is Los Angeles, gang capital of the nation. It goes on and on, you know. And when I look at each character, there's a little piece of what's actually been going on in my life in each character.
1: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So what so besides the Catholic school angle, what do you think was going on in your life with boys in with the Hood? boys? Yeah. Um
3: Well, my mom was a single mom. Crack was pervasive during that time in my neighborhood. There was gang violence. It was a scary time, but wow. I wasn't afraid. You know, it was it was it was a scary time living in South Central Los Angeles, but I wasn't afraid.
0: In South Central LA. Yo, Bernice, let's do the local thing. It's tough to beat the streets. What am I supposed to do? Fool roll up, try to smoke me? Well, shoot the motherfucker. You have to think, young brother, about your future.
3: I think that's because, again, it just goes back to being able to take care of yourself.
1: Is there anything um, you've been itching to play? I'd love to play just
3: like a all-out crazy lady.
1: Ooh. Just like a deep, dark, yeah. out of
3: control. Maybe she's an alcoholic or maybe she's, you know mental illness, whatever it is, someone who, cause that would require full research and a full challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm like, hey, you give me two drinks and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like <a laughs> silly drunk. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't, I'm like, I can't even do it. And I don't like how I feel the next day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would like to play a flawed lady.
1: Yeah, also
3: perfect and strong. I think that would be amazing. It would be awesome, but see, they don't write characters like that for us, so I, I have know. to go out there and find
1: it. Yeah, you're very important in the whole like history of Black beauty. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to keep like putting you're really you, like, on it. I'm like, I stop know. it. I'm really not. <laughs> no, That's no, really... no. But you but should really... really come
3: to my house in the morning and see what I look like.
1: No, but I it's do. Nia, is that you? Wait,
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, you look different. <laughs> no.
1: no, but I think for a lot of Black women, like there wasn't a lot of representation of like what, what we feel is beautiful and what and is Brown. Yeah. And, and brown. Not mixed.
3: I am a black girl through and through. Like right. I don't have curly hair. I have kinky curly hair. Mm-hmm. I have brown skin. I have almond shaped eyes. I have boobs. I have an ass. Like I am a black woman yeah. through and through. And I, and I do accept that and I do embrace that. And I do, I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, my my name means purpose. Maybe, yeah. you know, this is all connected in some sort of way, but I'm not going to, you know, I just really am trying to just stay true to who I am mm-hmm. and not allow the distractions to pull me away from the body of work that I want to create and yeah. to inspire young women to to get in this business and tell their stories mm-hmm. and to be supportive of the next generation of actors you know you're not going to always be the it girl so yeah. when you are the it girl enjoy it yeah you have to f- you have to build a world that gives you a sense of purpose outside of Hollywood.
1: Mm-hmm. Who inspired you growing up when you were just kind of like, this is who I want to be or like, these are the these are things that I see in them that I can use for myself inside and outside of the business?
3: My grandmother, who came to this country with seven thousand dollars, which at the time was a lot of that's money, thats a lot
1: of money. Yeah, it was
3: a lot of money. But she came from Trinidad where she had two daughters and she I watched her build a salon, buy property with my grandfather. Wow. And she was tiny and she was spicy and she was like, everybody loved Pearl. Yeah. And they called her Black Pearl. And when she was growing up, she said to me that she hated the fact that her skin was so dark in comparison to her sisters because they were much lighter and they even had light eyes. And so she was like Black Pearl, which, you know, there is a, there is a color scale yeah. in our community, oh, for sure.
1: Colorism is huge. It yeah. is.
3: And so she felt that she was sort of on the, the back end of being beautiful. Mm. And as she got older, she used that and became the most powerful in our family because no one expects... She didn't have... She didn't have the traditional beauty to work with, although I thought she was beautiful, and mm-hmm. every, and a lot of people thought she was beautiful, but, it, but she wasn't light-skinned with curly hair and green eyes. And, like, you know, she was an island woman. She was black. She had African features, but a beautiful smile and a beautiful spirit. So she used her assets and became an amazing, amazing woman. And she um, told me right before she passed away, she said, you know— the black pearl is the most precious pearl, the most rare pearl. And I never knew growing up why she thought black pearl was a bad thing. I was like, well, we are black, yeah. you know, because I was a 70s baby. So it's like I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah. But when I, when she said to me, you know, the black pearl is the most precious pearl, it just, it stuck with me because my name, her name was actually Pearl. And my name isn't Pearl, but when I look at myself in this big ocean of people, of actors who are mostly not black. I just remind myself that the black pearl is the most precious pearl and the most rare pearl. So that sort of motivates me to keep moving on my path and whatever happens happens. Like yeah. it's we're we're kind of like okay, we're stronger together like yeah. no matter how you look, you're like
1: you're still, you know, part of the sisterhood. That's yeah. magical. Well, you're magical. You've been such a delight today. Thank you so much, Nia. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yas. Yas, gaga. Killed it. Feeling so good about that one.
2: Yeah, you were totally getting your Terry Gross on. Ooh,
1: that's like official host realness.
2: It totally is. We have to tell listeners about how to find out what we're up to. (gasps) That's right,
1: guys. You, what is our social media stuff? (laughs) I'm going to get honest with you. I have, I have a pretty serious confession to make. I'm not on Snapchat. Oh, it's actually like not a big deal. Okay, anyway, I'm not on it. And I think it's because I'm too old. I don't know. I just don't get it. Maybe it's like with Pokemon Go, you know, like what the fuck is everyone doing? Like, I don't understand what this game is about. Like, what's the point? Anyway, the point is, should I just suck it up and get on Snapchat? Will I get a boyfriend? Tweet at me and tell me why I should start a Snapchat account. That is your homework. Your dog didn't eat it. Get the fuck on it. I'm on Twitter at Thieves. At P-H-E-E-B-S. Let me know why I should join Snapchat. And you know what? Maybe I'll do it. Great. Maybe I will. Time for credit. So many white guys' team includes Daisy Rosario, Rachel Neal, Joanna Salataroff, James Ramsey, Paula Schumann, Jim Point, Alex Overington, Joe Plord Dara Hirsch, and Shinoa Estrada. <laughs> I took a giant pause. Yeah. I was like...
2: We're going to tighten that one. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, our theme music was sung by a bunch of white dudes. Alana Glazer is our executive producer.
0: Friday, 1, 20. Hey, Phoebe, it's Alana. Um, I just want to let you know, man, I love this damn project. I love letting the world know that we are over white guys, uh, reminding them that the rest of us are watching them and waiting for them to fall so we can kick them when they're down. I love it. I love it. And I just, I think that we need to keep pushing it, keep pushing it, keep pushing it, you know, maybe we, maybe we uh, extend it to our lives and, and report on it, you know, maybe I break up with my white boyfriend, my lily white boyfriend, you know, he's he's probably the nicest guy I've ever uh, dated and, you know, the smartest, and, you know, we do have the, the most satisfying sex that I've, I've ever had, but I'm ready to give that up for this podcast. Give me a call and let me know if you're willing to make a pact. I think it would really elevate this project. Talk to you later. Bye. End of message.